Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jesus, look at you. God, this is a lot. (laughs) Maybe we should have stayed behind the screen after all. (laughs) It's... nice to see you. Bullshit it is, Ben. Which way to your office? It's on the other side of the church, out in the narthex. Follow me. You know, I have to say, this is a beautiful church. Simple, but very striking in a real stuffy Catholic sort of way. It's funny, I've been dumped a couple of times, like back in high school, my boyfriend left me for this exchange student the week before prom, but this is the first time I've ever been dumped for an older, sexier building. Really puts things in perspective. Olivia, please, my office is right down this hallway. Hi, Margaret. Good to see you. I'm I'm sorry, but I I do have a meeting right now. Can't you help me quick first? I brought ten cans of soup, and they're extremely heavy, and you know I have complained about how high up you keep those damn donation bins. Wait here, please. Happy to help, Margaret. Thanks for bringing these in. Uh, I'll I'll just take those and... uh, Yeah, uh, there we go. And who might you be? Who? Hi there. Olivia Inwood. (laughs) Olivia! I thought you were going to wait in my office. Sorry, Father. I saw you struggling to lift those bags and I figured I'd come lend a hand. Very kind of you, dear. (laughs) The young man has the build, but is certainly lacking in the strength department. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I can't say I've seen you around the church before. Are you new in town? Uh, She's actually not staying Ah, for very... Let me guess. You're not from here. I would have seen you around, one horse town and all. And you aren't planning to move here because who the hell is besides our friend here? (laughs) And yet... (laughs) You're meeting privately with our young interim priest. I'm here from a Catholic news website. I'm doing a story on young priests in rural upstate communities. Father Bob, was it? Father Ben. Oh, that's right. Father Ben here was kind enough to meet with me. How nice. (laughs) And what's this website called? It's called catholicnews.com. Wow. Sounds serious. 
Well, don't embarrass us now, young man. I don't have a computer to check in on your missteps. <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence, Margaret. Have a nice day. Oh, you too, dear. A pleasure to meet you, Olivia. Hope to see you again soon. We have a better priest who'll be back any day now. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Here's my office. After you. Thank you. Catholicnews.com. <laughs> what did you want me to say? That woman was a friar. I didn't want you to say anything. I asked you to stay by my office. It's a miracle when I make it out of a normal conversation with Margaret unscathed. Well, sorry. I'll be sure to give her a wide berth if I see her again. It's fine. So, how's everything? Everything. Come on, Ben. I don't have an everything anymore. You know that? You took that from me. What? What did you think happened? I left Sam. Shit. Yeah, Ben. I left him just like I said I would, just like I promised you I would. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. I quit my job, put everything I owned in two duffel bags, and headed to the train station to meet you. Olivia, I'm really sorry. I was so worried about you at first. I sat there on a bench with my bags, staring at this wall. I even bought you a fucking ticket because I thought you were running late. I was at the station for seven hours, letting train after train leave, waiting for you to show. Finally, some employee kicked me out at midnight. I know, I know, I should have called. You think? You know what's funny? At that point, half of me thought you'd been put in some kind of Da Vinci Code-esque Catholic jail, and the other half thought I put the wrong day on my calendar or something. Catholic jail doesn't exist, Liv. I know that, Ben. But whatever, I got to the church, and it's almost one in the morning. I start knocking on the door, and Sister Marianne answers, somehow still fully dressed. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, she, she was always a strange one. Anyway, I asked her where you were. And she said you'd requested to be transferred for personal reasons. But she assured me it had nothing to do with our community. What a relief! Even then, I was convinced there was something weird going on. There was just no way that you, the love of my life, would up and walk away. Right? Come on, Benny. I'm honestly asking you. Liv, I don't have a simple answer for you. And I doubt you'll believe me at this point, but I still love you as much as you love me. Loved, Benny. I upended everything for you, and you tossed me out to dry. All I want now is for you to give me some damn closure. Well, give me something, Benny! Okay, okay. It's, it's messed up, and to be honest, Liv, I'm still not real clear on it. Well, let's talk it out, then. Yeah, all right. I guess... Remember when I told you that I was... Twelve when I first felt the call to serve. Uh-huh. Well, I've had this tunnel vision for the cloth since then. 
I realized there was this role that I could fill. I loved spending time at the church, praying. I almost got a high from helping people. What a saint. No, listen, I know we've talked about this, but I really did put my adolescence aside. I tried dating in high school, but it felt wrong, like I was breaking my vows before I had even made them. Cry me a river, Ben. Yeah, I get it, but seriously, it was just in a flash. Suddenly, I did it. I became a priest, and at first, it was everything I ever wanted. And then a year went by, and I started seeing the warts of the job firsthand. I know it's obvious to say that Catholicism is messed up, but... That's the understatement of the year. Yeah, but growing up in it, I was able to pretty willingly ignore the bad stuff. But now my whole existence is defined by the Pope on down, good and evil. And then you came along at the perfect time. So I was some kind of distraction for you? That's all? No, no. Olivia, I love... I still love you. (laughs) Remember when you got elected to our parish council? The very first meeting, you crushed Father Antonio and his women's place in the church bullshit in a single conversation. I won't lie, that was a good day. It really was. And then when we started meeting up to discuss council stuff and later just to be together... Those were the happiest moments of my life. It made me interested in something more for myself. I got excited by the idea of taking a part of my identity back from this place. So what the hell happened then? All of a sudden, it was real. It was board a train in the night romance novel real. I know you were going to hate this, but until the very last moment, I don't think I recognized that I was walking away from something I needed. Jesus, Ben. I don't get you. First you say I saved you from the evils of the church, and now you're saying you need to stay and be some kind of Catholic hero? I'm not trying to sound noble here. Frankly, I don't think there even is a noble reason for why I got into this. You have to understand, I enjoy being important to people. I like them having to come to me for things, being a source of truth or whatever. I think that's honestly what drew me in in the first place, and at this point, I'm nothing without it. Come on, Ben. You were something to me. It's pitiful, I know. And what I did to you, leaving like that, It was nothing short of monstrous, but I never thought I could hurt someone as deeply as I hurt you. Give me a break. We're not in your confession booth. You're not some monster. And I'm fine. I am so glad to hear you say that. Don't get me wrong. What you did to me was absolute garbage and definitely messed me up in more ways than one. But don't flatter yourself into thinking you've got the kind of power to ruin me. I'm I'm sorry, I I didn't mean anything by that, but this has eaten away at me for months. Honestly, I still feel wrong about it. I think about you constantly, Liv. I think about what you're doing, both hoping this day would come and dreading it. And why is that? It's irrational, but part of me was terrified you'd come in here and burn the whole damn church to the ground. (laughs) Hey, watch yourself. You never know. That doesn't sound too off-brand for me. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. So... What are you doing now, outside of hunting me down? I don't really know, to be honest. I'm back with my mom and dad right now. They aren't exactly pumped about it. I can't imagine you are either. Yeah, well, no shit, Benny. It's honestly been better than I expected. I think me leaving Sam and creating this kind of scandal at church was such a shock to their systems that they don't have the energy to be the tyrants of guilt I knew growing up. Thank God for small favors. Plus, I'm not going to Mother of Mercy with them anymore. Wow. I'm stunned that they let that slide. Yeah, I mean, Sam is still going. He made that clear. Apparently, he still sits with my mom and dad, too. Some kind of weekly support group for all the people that are disappointed in me. That's rough. But whatever. It's all kind of a relief. Like you said, Father Antonio kept that place reeking of misogyny. To be honest, I've been going there since I was a kid and only kept doing it because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. But now that I've hit my out-of-pocket maximum for disappointment, who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, are you working? Nothing serious now. I didn't go back to the firm. I'm doing odd jobs here for people who need an extra pair of eyes on something. It's actually pretty fun. It's how I found out where you got off to. Really? How's that? I'm doing some legal work for a PI who lives in the area. Wow. Oh, I bet that's interesting. Based on my knowledge of the folks around here, I can imagine they have you working on some uh, funny stuff. I mean, it's mainly pretty boring, but there are definitely a lot of characters. <laughs> and how'd that lead you to St. Patrick's? So, at first, I didn't want to look. I mean, to be honest, I never wanted to find you. I knew if I really searched, I could figure out where you were. Your profession isn't exactly top secret, even if you refuse to be the kind of priest that has a Facebook. <laughs> hey, call me a traditionalist, but I firmly believe that the only holy man that should go viral has the initials JC. Ugh, can it with that. So... I wind up working for this PI. Her name is Susan. She's truly insane. Anyway, she has me go to a couple of functions here with her for information gathering. Some of her clients were part of the parish. Apparently, community dinners aren't only a great place for church gossip. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. Seriously. She was right to have me come through here, too. Your folks here can't help but talk. Yeah, that is uh, something I know all too well. Then a few months back, the whole place is abuzz about this temporary pastor who happened to show up about a week after you disappeared. I asked around, and sure enough, the know-it-all, progressive, overly nice priest was you, Ben. Wow. What are the odds of that? You're telling me. I thought for a minute about packing in my work with Susan and not coming back. But even if I'm not going to church right now, I know a sign when it hits me in the face like that. I decided to suck it up and see what you had to say for yourself. And? What? What do you think now? About what? You? 
I don't know, Ben. Jesus, do you want me to forgive you? No, I mean, I totally understand that these things take time. I guess I just hope that you don't hate me. (sighs) Fucking men. I don't hate you. I'll never hate you. But I'm not looking to have any kind of relationship with you either. I can't. I I understand. I I don't think I'd expect anything more. But I do hope that if you come by to shake down my parishioners for information, that you'll at least stop in to say hi. No. You don't get to play that game with me, Ben. Excuse me? Falling back into old patterns, asking me to drop in and say hi the next time I'm in town? What good would that do, either of us? A simple kindness between two friends? That's not a simple kindness. This, this wasn't a simple kindness. This was closure. Or at least the closest either of us is ever going to get to it. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a certain sense of relief. You would. But I don't. You hurt me, Ben. You convinced me that you loved me more than anyone else in my life has ever come close to doing, and then you left! Without a word! I know! I know. And I will never forgive myself for it. But I wouldn't have been able to forgive myself if I had run away with you either. I've heard enough out of you for one lifetime. No, I won't be stopping in to say hi. I think I'm going to walk out of that door, and I'm not going to look back. But I want you to know, before I do, that I am not doing this to protect you. I'm doing it to protect myself. Liv, Not one more word! a rogue dialogue production this episode was written by jack marone and bob raymonda directed by bob raymonda christy donato and me adam raymonda i also sound designed mixed and scored the episode here's our cast emily holsizer olivia casey callahan father ben and and sweet margaret all of the graphic design comes from (coughs) oh does it have to start over shouldn't it just be my name Uh, He can edit it out. Sam Twardy. So this concludes our first season. Thank you all so much for listening along. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate it if you share an episode with your friends and family members. It would also mean the world to us if you gave the show a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It helps bring new ears into the confessional with us. You can reach out to us on social media platforms by following at Forgive Me Show. 
The team at Rogue Dialogue have a lot more stories to tell, both with this show and our other podcasts. We're working through scripts of lots of new episodes for this show, and we're starting pre-production for season two of our other podcast, Windfall. The only way we can keep this up is from the financial support from our generous patrons over on patreon.com slash roguedialogue. By becoming a patron, you'll get access to notes from our directors, mini episodes, as well as a shout out at the top of an episode. We have a goal to hit 100 patrons so that we can guarantee to pay our actors and crew to make more episodes of our shows. So even if you can only pitch in $1 a month, it helps propel us towards that goal. Once again, that's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. No matter what, listening to the show is always free and we sincerely appreciate you listening. We'll be back with more in the future. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. <laughs> we have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, available now.